0: Welcome back to the Sports Commute. Uh, I'm Dan, as always, joined by Matt. What's going on? And uh, today we have Doug Rush.
1: Going on, guys. <laughs> what? Up? How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you're the writer for the Giants Wire and USA Today. Yes. So, uh, it's going to be a little more – this up is going to be a little bit more uh, – Angled towards the Giants, um, and actually, our buddy, who's a Giants fan, had a couple questions for you. Sure, yeah. Uh, do you know of any uh, plans for trading Saquon uh, Ingram or Danny Dimes? Um,
1: Saquon seems unlikely, only because he's coming off a a down year and a year where he, he didn't really. You know, he was coming back from the ACL injury. It wasn't the best year for Saquon. On top of which, you know, he's due seven million dollars. The feeling is teams can probably get um, a healthier and cheaper running back just by simply taking one in the draft, as opposed to having to trade NFL uh, draft assets to get Saquon Barkley. Um, Damn it. I know that they were um, they were open. You know, open for business as far as you know if somebody wants to make the Giants an offer I know that Joe Shane was willing to listen if anybody was interested but um from the last that I've heard nobody was really making the Giants any offer now we're also about 50 days away from the draft that could always change um as of right now though it seems like one will likely stay put um as far as Daniel Jones goes um I mean, right now you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks getting traded. I haven't heard Daniel Jones being mentioned in in any possible deal. It sounded like uh, you know Brian Dable and Joe Shane were interested in keeping Daniel Jones. Um, You know, but if a team you know who was desperate for a quarterback or just really wanted to you know get a quarterback and start over, some somebody threw it out there, not definite. Somebody mentioned the Saints, but Mm -hmm. I still think New Orleans might either you know, go the draft route or maybe a free agent, you know, who knows they could bring Jameis Winston back. Um, So right now, no to Daniel Daniel Jones getting traded. And the third one, Evan Ingram, is a pending free agent. So I I know teams are looking at him as a possible wide receiver as opposed to a tight end. Um, I know Ingram and the Giants had a decent relationship, and I know Ingram likes staying here, but... Um, It sounds like Evan Ingram is going to get a decent payday in free agency. And it looks like he'll probably be playing elsewhere in 2022 that is not playing for the Giants next year.
2: Hmm. All right. Fair enough. So, moving – well, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones here. So, what do you think of Daniel Jones? Do you think maybe he's got a little more to prove? Or do you think they should maybe start looking to move on from him?
1: This is going to be – a. Year for Daniel. He, he came into the league and he had a very good rookie year. He he threw the ball downfield. He looked like a rookie quarterback should. He showed that you know he could play. You know, he he made rookie mistakes, which all quarterbacks in, in the NFL do, but he looked like a guy who belonged. And then they they changed the coaches. You know, they go from Shermer to Joe Judge, they bring in Jason Barrett to run the offense and i really honestly feel like that hampered his progress because you saw a quarterback who was willing to take chances and throw the ball down the field and really just you know do things that you know they once let eli manning do and it was kind of like you know don't you know don't take chances don't you know don't throw interceptions don't do this and you It really feel like that when Jason Garrett's the offense over it really just diminished a lot of what Daniel Jones was as a pro and he really hasn't been the same quarterback now I mean now you're bringing in a coaching um a coaching scheme and a coaching unit you know Brian Dable Mike Kafka guys who worked with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and and you know or Andy Reid, these are guys who encourage the quarterbacks to be aggressive, throw the ball downfield, take chances, make plays. Can they instill this in Jones and basically have Daniel Jones unlearn everything that he learned under Jason Garrett and Joe Judge the last two years? I don't know. And... Aside from that, uh, the other factor that everyone has to take into consideration, Daniel Jones has been injured every single year. He's been a pro, whether it's been two games or three games, and really the most um, concerning thing, the last six games of last year, where he missed because of that neck injury, and you know, he's going to be able to do some things um, leading into training camp, but he's not cleared for contact until August, which for me says they're still concerned about the neck. Now, let's say god forbid if he takes another shot to that neck you know that could be another you know that could be season ending that could potentially be career ending especially given the way neck injuries have uh, unfortunately progressed in today's nfl which is why you're seeing a lot of talk about potential you know mitch trubisky being brought in from buffalo to the giants as potential backup to potentially compete with daniel jones you know, the Giants saw what happened after Daniel Jones went down the last games. They had to deal with Mike Lennon, who looked like he never played an NFL game before, and Jake Fromm, who, who looked like a rookie who never played before, and it was terrible. And that's why the Giants went from four and seven to four and thirteen because their quarterbacks couldn't get it done. And so that's why this is, this really is Daniel Jones' audition year to show that he can still be a competent quarterback. Otherwise, either you're looking at a potential compete to sign and to compete with Daniel Jones, or you're looking at 2023 and you're looking at one of those quarterbacks in the draft um, for next year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, do you think there's any concern with Dable's play style? I mean, considering it's kind of going off of the quarterback already, and we're back after some technical difficulties. All right, uh, so do you think there's any, like, a – Dable's uh play call would you know kind of not be beneficial for for Daniel Jones I mean the way I've seen it uh we're Bills fans but the way I've seen it is that he's kind of relied on Josh Allen's presence and being able to to break away
1: well I think it it also depends on if if it's going to be Brian Dable making the play calls or if he's going to let Mike Kafka um who is the the new offensive quarter make the play calls um you know, I, I the way that I sensed from the way Brian Dable is, I think I'm guessing it's gonna be a mixture of both, um, until he makes the announcement of who's gonna be um calling the plays. I mean, this offense, I mean, under you know, under Brian Dable with Josh Allen, they went from thirtieth when he first got into the league. And then they got to the, the mid eighteen nineteen, and then they were second and third in the NFL. So, I mean, that shows me that, you know, a lot, a lot of progress was made from day one, from Josh coming in, having a lot of question marks, to being a game away from getting to the AFC championship game. And really, you know, if the if Buffalo defense, you know, held Patrick Mahomes, you know, the, the Bengals are playing, um, the Bengals are playing the Bills in the AFC championship game but you know that's a story for another day but you know Brian Dable was the guy that the Giants wanted and targeted from day one because they you know they felt that Brian Dable could help you know Daniel Jones and then it could help Saquon Barkley and really just I mean you're looking for they were looking to bring in guys from winning environments you know Brian Dable not only came from you know buffalo but i mean he won several super bowls under bill belichick and he also won a national championship ring um, with nick steven too so they're they wanted to bring uh you know a guy with you know all this experience and and bringing and and brian dale seems like he's bringing all these different guys from winning programs and winning you know cultures like he aside from mike from Don Martindale from the Ravens, who three out of the four years he was a defensive coordinator, he you know, had a top-ranked defense. So I get the sense that you know he's just trying to bring in all these different guys, to get different you know good voices, and just to instill you know winning. Um, You know, winning attitudes into a team and to a franchise that hasn't had any of that in the last five years. So I think a lot of it is going to be a mixture of trying to mix the the Bills offense into what the Giants can do. And granted, you know, Daniel Jones obviously is not Josh Allen, but Daniel Jones, you know, was once seen as a first-round draft pick who had a very successful rookie year who could do these things and now is trying to almost like redo everything all over again. It's almost like it's almost starting over as a rookie again, but it's now year four. So I I think it's almost like you're having hit the reset button on Daniel Jones, but you could still—he's still an effective starter in the NFL—and just just having to redo it all over again.
2: All right. Yeah, definitely. So, we were going to talk about, Mr. well, I was going to leave into either Dable or Drabisky, but you said something about both. So, what do you think Dable, like, his expectations are this year? Do you think maybe he's going to, it's going to be, this is going to be one of them years, but problem is about, like, what you said about Daniel Jones. Like, what do you think his expectations are? Do you want him to make, like, the, the Giants want him to, like, get more wins? Do they want him to, like, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, that occasion, you shouldn't have to have a four-year rebuild. I mean, it's very—I've seen before. You can go from being a 2-14 and 14 team to an 11-5 and five team and make the playoffs in less than a year. Now, I mean, when, you know, obviously when the new regime came in, they kind of got left with no cap space, a depleted roster, and basically they've been one of the worst teams in the last couple years, so— The expectation at least get better um you know when joe judge took over you know he went from he went from four and twelve to six and ten and everybody saw progress but then you went right back to four and thirteen and he talked himself right out of his job now you're going you're taking over a four and thirteen football team what do you expect well you should at least try to become a seven win football team maybe an eight-win football team. Yeah. Now, granted, the the obvious goal is to try and make the playoffs and to get as many wins as possible. But with that, with that said, I mean, you're, this is a very much a new rebuilding franchise with a lot of new things and going to be new players. So to try and, you know, get be a little bit better than four thirteen. 13 so I think the goal, like I said, seven wins, eight wins would probably be more realistic. But, you know, in today's NFL – like I said, if you have a really good draft, if you sign the right free agents, mixed with the right coaches, and you know sometimes if the ball bounces the right way for you, you can go from four and thirteen to eleven and six very easily if you have everything go right for you. So, but with that said, you know to not you know get expectations all that crazy, you know to try the the expectation is to try and like show that you're improving. So seven, eight wins would probably be the most realistic uh, thing for the Giants. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, I've read that the Giants are trying to free up about 40 mil in cap space right now. Uh, what are they What are they planning or what have they done to try and free it up?
1: So they've already released uh, Kyle Rudolph. And um, actually just, just 10 minutes ago, they have actually reworked the contract for uh, Sterling Shepard so just waiting to hear back on the numbers of his deal. Um, you know he was at risk of being cut if he didn't uh, if he didn't rework his contract. Otherwise, you know if he had been cut, he would have saved four and a half million dollars. Um, now, like I said, we talked before. Saquon Barkley may or may not be traded. I don't think he will. They've also released uh, Devontae Booker, which saved about two million dollars. So. I know they're talking about potentially trading James Bradberry. Um, you know he could potentially save twelve million dollars. Uh, there's also Jay, um, uh, Blake Martinez, their middle linebacker. If he's not cut, um, you know they're trying to. You know they've been talking about talking to him about a pay cut. If not, he if he's released, he's about worth uh, eight or nine million dollars. If he, if he uh, gets released, they're trying to take some of the bigger contract um, and guys who could help save money here and there. Um, You know, there's a lot of... It seems like they're trying to get players who are some of their better players to take, you know, pay cuts and rework contracts like they just did with Sterling Shepard. I know they've been working on Blake Martinez and there's a couple other players that they've been talking to, like Nick Gates. Um uh there's, there's another one that excuse me but uh there's certain players that they're trying to uh see if they're willing to take pay cuts in order to keep them otherwise that's where the 40 million come from um but the, the big one that they, that's been mentioned for the last couple um uh, for the last weeks, at least since the uh combine in indianapolis was the uh, the possibility that James bradbury who was one of the best defensive backs could get traded and given that he was He's been one of their best uh, corners, and still has value. Um, there's there's a good chance that Bradbury could be playing for a team next year. It just just depends on uh, what team wants to. You know, they've talked about the third round draft pick, fourth round draft pick, so it could be one of those for him. But uh, that's where the the salary cap space is coming from. Either we work re rework contracts or players getting cut.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Now, could this uh, problem be brought on by? Um... What was it called? Free Free Medium Pepsi Day? Is that kind of <laughs> contributing to the problem?
1: Uh, oh my! Well, I mean, listen, like the Giant. Ever since 2016, the Giants, um, if if I have it right, 22 and 61, since they last made the playoffs, and you know this fan base is angry, and you know they've watched teams like, for instance, the Cincinnati Bengals used to be really bad, and then they went to the Super Bowl and. You know, rebuilds in the NFL should not take four to five years. Yet they're watching the Giants go six and 10, and they think that the, everything's on the up and up. And then they spend all this money in free agency, and then they're four and 13. So I, I'm not sure that the, you know, oh, let's give the fans a free medium Pepsi to the ticket holders was such a smart idea given the fact that they would probably trade the Pepsi in for a couple wins and a a winning football season. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's been pretty, it's been a mess in in East Rutherford and and New York football for the last couple of years. And, you know, the the fans are angry and they have every right to considering you've watched other franchises turn their seasons around quicker than this. And, And it's been a long time since the Giants were a relevant football team.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say because uh, he just said something about Free Pepsi Day. I know I was reading something that Jason Kelsey said that uh, MetLife is one of the worst. So uh, I don't know what,
1: <laughs> what. Well, that was that was over the um, the turf. Um, so that was an issue over the turf here at MetLife Stadium. There's been a lot a lot of the the, the ACL injuries and whatnot has been over uh, been over the turf. Um, you know in weeks 2 and 3 of of I think the 2020 season and I could can point to the 49ers Jets game where I think like like six or seven players got hurt and several players tore their ACL so I think the Jason Kelsey's um, uh, quote was about Bet Life Stadium being the worst to play in was yeah. over the field um, right. yeah I mean a lot of a lot of people you know don't like the turf because you know it, it doesn't go well with their cleats or with their shoes um and and the, the unfortunate the results are there because a lot of players over the last couple of years, whether it be the Giants or on other teams, have gotten injured um and so people have uh suffered significant injuries. But uh, that that's uh why Jason Kelsey said Metlife Stadium was the worst was because of the turf. Definitely, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you can even look in the Super Bowl where Odell had the uh had the ACL injury caused by the turf. Yep. That's
1: unfortunately it's um you know i mean grass i mean grass is you know grass is the ideal but unfortunately uh turf is easier to maintain just because you don't have to you don't have to mow it you don't have to maintain it turf is you know turf is turf it's already on the on the field you don't have to obviously you don't have to mow the turf but you know the injury numbers is kind of significant so that's that's kind of what the issue is especially with my life and a lot of people know, are almost clamoring for you know the the grass to come back over the turf but you know you know owners are always going to look for a way to you know save money and and to make money and if that that's one of their costs you know but you know the injuries you know continue to rack up you would almost have to consider you know making a change but until then you know that's you know it's it's going to stay it is until you know something drastic happens absolutely
0: i mean we're already seeing some Franchises who are well, I can only think of one really. the uh, The Bills are reverting back to uh, to the grass for that reason. Actually, and their new stadium will be uh, grass field. Really? Yep. I didn't even know that. Yeah, the deal hasn't been finalized, but that just came out. Uh, let me. I have to consult my notes real quick. Uh so what do you what do you think the biggest uh, flaw, or the biggest hole in the Giants' uh, team is right now?
1: Uh, definitely offensive line. I mean, the uh, the glaring hole for the Giants was their offensive line. I mean, there it was almost like a running joke of how they couldn't protect Daniel Jones, and once he got hurt, one is you know Mike Lennon getting hit often, and Jake Fromm getting hit. Um, you know, there was there was a. Um, You know, there were memes and there were just it was like a running punchline every single week of how bad the Giants offensive line was. And, you know, they've they've voided the contract of Nate Solder, who, you know, when he came back this year after opting out in 2020 due to COVID and having cancer, he looked a step old and he looked a step slow. You know, Will Hernandez regressed. Um, They suffered season ending injuries early on to Nick Gates and to Shane Lemieux. Um, Billy Price was mm-hmm. not the player they hoped for Matt Scurro looked like a backup Andrew Thomas was really the only one who actually looked the part of being a top lineman and when he got hurt for a couple weeks and they had to put Matt Pert in it was terrible so the biggest need for the Giants and the biggest hole they have is their offensive line and that's why in a lot of box drafts You see with the Giants having the 5th and 7th pick, you see them either taking a tackle or a center or taking a tackle and a guard. Um, Some have them taking a potential pass rusher, and if one of the top ones uh, drop to 5, then potentially the Giants could take a pass rusher, which is their second biggest hole on the team. But overall... And when you ask any common Giant fan, what's the biggest uh, detriment to the team? It is their offensive line, and it's honestly it's been a running theme for the last couple of years, um, and it's the reason why Dave Gettleman kind of got forced into retiring because he attempted to it to better it, and he really didn't. And we're now in the year 2022, and the Giants are still talking about about offensive line needs when this has been ongoing since Eli Manning was finishing up his career. So, yeah, the biggest need that the Giants have coming into this season, into free agency, and to the draft is fixing the offensive line. Now, do
0: you think... Sorry. uh, Do you think... uh with the Bills just releasing John Feliciano, that like, oh, were you about to say yeah, that? Yes, so I was just about that, to say that, that. That would have been a good, uh, a, could be a good pickup for them?
1: That's that's actually been a target um, and been a topic of discussion here in New York and New Jersey. Um, you know, the Giants could potentially need one. They both could look at both guard positions. Um, I mean, given the fact that Joe Shane came from Buffalo, the fact that the new head coach, Brian Dable, came from Buffalo, you know, they've... Uh, they've brought in, you know, Antonio Williams, who played for Buffalo. Davis Webb came from Buffalo. Um, you know, the, there's been rumblings that the, the Bills uh, could trade Cole Beasley. And the Giants' names came up because, as a possibility just because of the Buffalo Bills connection. So given the fact that, A, Josh, uh, Feliciano is a free agent, and B, the fact that Joe Shane and Brian Dable both have connections – Plus Bobby Johnson, who was a Buffalo Bills assistant coach. All those connections, I mean, it would make sense. It's just a matter of if the Giants have the money, and also depends on what Feliciano is looking for in price. But as far as knowing the playbook, knowing the team, and um a sense of comfort, yeah, I mean Feliciano would make a lot of sense for the Giants because he knows the guys that he'd be dealing with.
2: Yeah. But uh let's see, let's see. So, I was just going to, so, we're going to hop to, well, you were just talking about targets. Like, what are some other off-season targets that you think that the Giants should target this year? Besides, well, offense line for sure, but other guys. Oh,
1: so, so, definitely the defensive, uh, defensive line and getting a pass rush. Um, you know, for three out of the last four years, the Giants haven't had anyone with 10-plus sacks. And, you know, when the Giants were winning two Super Bowls, you know, they had a pass rush that featured Michael Strahan, Osi Eumannura, Jason Pierre-Paul, Justin Tuck, guys who got after the quarterback. I mean, everyone says the Giants wrote the blueprint on how to stop Tom Brady in the Super Bowl by getting after the quarterback, making him feel uncomfortable, getting a pass rush. And in today's NFL, you are not going to win without getting to the quarterback. So the fact that the Giants haven't been able to get to the quarterback has been a detriment and to the to you know the last couple of years now that they're bringing in um, don martindale from the ravens whose scheme is aggression is getting after the quarterback the blitz to pressure on the quarterback it's that's good in theory but you also need the guys to do it so definitely getting a pass rusher or two that's why the giants in a lot of like we said not only offensive linemen but in a lot of mock drafts they've been linked to Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon um there's David Ojabo from Michigan um you know Jermaine Johnson all these different pass rushers are being linked to the giants because their pass rush is almost non-existent I mean Aziz Ojulari who was the rookie out of Georgia this past year was their leading um their leader in sacks and he had eight other than that i mean there's really non-existent so they definitely need to address the pass rush um they need to figure out the linebacker situation is blake martinez coming back if not do you look at either the draft or free agency um also if you're letting um if you're trading james bradbury or if you caught him then you're probably gonna have to look to the draft to potentially add a corner or two, uh, there's so many positions that the Giants have to look at and have to figure. Um, you know, can they afford them? Um, if they can't do it at free agency, then the draft is going to have to be where it is. They've got a bunch of good, you know hot top picks. They've got two in the third round. You know, they could get more picks if they decide to trade some players. Um, so those are probably some of the biggest needs that they uh, that they have to fill. Um, you know, especially for a team that lost 13. 13- games and we're getting up 30 points regularly towards the end of the season aside from um, fixing the offensive line, up that defense is definitely a big priority and getting players uh, for this new defensive scheme is is probably 1A as far as what the Giants need to do
0: Now uh, speaking of Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, do you think he's probably going to be their first round draft pick?
1: It depends on... Because, I mean, I've seen Kayvon Thibodeau mocked anywhere from going as high as number one to anywhere to falling to number four to the Jets. Plus, I mean, you also have to figure, there could be teams that could be willing to trade up. Let's say they fall in love with a quarterback. There could be a team let's say i don't know the pittsburgh steelers let's say the pittsburgh steelers don't make a trade for a quarterback Mm -hmm. let's say they want to go get somebody like malik willis and they want to trade up all of a sudden the 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 players that you thought were going to go one through five now you're throwing a monkey into the wrench because all of a sudden pittsburgh's jumping up for 20 to i don't know let's say number two and they want to trade with the lions because they want to go get a quarterback Mm -hmm. well the lions have been projected to go get aiden hutchinson from michigan Yep. So maybe they don't get him now. Maybe they go get somebody else. I mean, I've, I've seen Kayvon Thibodeau mock anywhere from number one to Jacksonville, number two to Detroit, number four to the Jets, and even number five to the Giants if he falls there, or even number seven, which is also the Giants underpicked too. So hmm. um, it's a possibility. It all And like I said, it really depends on if a team decides to trade into those top five picks and potentially go get a quarterback.
2: Yeah, that's probably what, yeah, that's what I'd think. Uh, Let's see. So, funny thing. So, Carson Wentz was traded to the The Commanders. Yes. So he's back in the NFC East once again. How excited are you to play him twice?
1: I mean... I mean, the Giants had some moderate success against Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he, he fell out of favor with Indianapolis. Um, you know, they didn't want to pay him what his contract was paying him. Um, it looks like the Colts just wanted to move in a completely different direction. And the fact that the Colts lost that uh, season finale against Jacksonville, which would have gotten them into the playoffs, I think just really left a sour taste in their mouth and... Um, I mean, the Colts are reportedly um, talking about going to get Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers. Um, I mean, Washington really wanted a quarterback and to the point where they called the Chiefs asking about Patrick Mahomes, which was a very short phone call. They were willing to offer three first-round picks to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, but Seattle didn't want to deal him into the uh, NSC still. Um, so really, they were calling everybody looking for a quarterback, and they basically took themselves out of the mix for a quarterback in the draft by going at Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, when Carson Wentz is he- when Wentz is healthy and he's productive, he is a very, a very good quarterback. And Washington felt like they were they've been a quarterback away from being a full on contender in in the NFC. Um, now does Carson Wentz put them over the top? I mean my gut says no only because you're talking about you know teams like the rams you're talking about teams like the packers Mm -hmm. you know depending on what the buccaneers do a quarterback um you know what the 49ers if, if trey lance is the real deal or not those are still probably the upper echelon teams of the nfc plus if you know the cardinals can rebound with kyler murray um, does Carson Wentz at least make the Commanders a division winner? Maybe depending on how how the Cowboys do because they're the division winners from last year. Um, but is he at least better than Taylor Heineke? He should be because um, Carson Wentz had a lot of games this past year where he was throwing three hundred yards, getting multiple touchdowns. Yep. But Carson Wentz also had t- times where Carson Wentz would fumble the football, have costly interceptions. And, again, a lot of Colt fans remember that final week where Carson Wentz couldn't get to the playoffs. So I think it's kind of a wait-and-see. I mean, he's got some young weapons on that offense with McLaurin, uh, Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, Ron is a good head coach. So, you know, he's going to try to get Carson Wentz acclimated to everything in Washington. Um, so does he make them a contender? I don't know, but it's, it's kind of a wait-and-see.
2: Yeah, it's because I know that offense is pretty. It wasn't terrible with who who even started this year. Heineke,
0: Heineke started. Then they went to Allen. Uh, uh, they moved around.
2: I don't know, but like they, it's not like they got stars like Terry McLaurin. Their backfield isn't too bad. They got that good tight end. They got they got some talent. They just need to surround. I think they need to surround Wentz with more talent. Because he did pretty well, what was it, 2017, where he was an MVP candidate until he got hurt.
1: But, yeah, that was like, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He right. was, yeah, that's I think right. he was like 12-2 like and two or something, and then he got the knee injury. And he's really never been that stand quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's That's been Carson Wentz's downfall, is he had that knee injury. He's never really gotten back to where he was the MVP of the league, no. um, you know, I mean, Nick Foles won that Super Bowl for the Eagles. Yep. And he's been trying to get back to that level. And I don't know if it's just the knee won't let him or it's just a matter of trying to find that comfort level of playing with his offense. But I mean, you know, Carson, you know, Carson Wentz has now been traded twice in the last two years and has kind of ran himself out of town just because of whether or not he agreed with, you know, his teams. But, you know, you're, you're kind of running out of options as you get older. And you have an expensive contract, and if your knee doesn't get any better, you know, you're you're kind of the, the hourglass is kind of ticking as far as Parsons' uh Tommy NFL goes.
2: Yeah, it's uh one of those things.
1: Well, uh
0: speaking of the commanders, uh, what do you think of the name?
1: <laughs> um <laughs> I I I kind of laughed because I, my first gut was, oh great, everyone's gonna call them the commies. And um, I, I thought initially they were going to be the admirals, and everybody thought that you know the admirals was going to be the name, which I would have been fine with. I mean, me personally, because I used to like the movie The Replacements. I was a fan of the Washington Sentinels, and they didn't go with that, and that's fine. It's <laughs> weird, you know, we're going from fifty, sixty, seventy years, and you know me being thirty-eight, thirty years of calling them the Redskins and then having to call them for the last couple of years, the Washington football team, and now having to learn a new name, the commanders. I mean, it's weird, but I'm sure once two, three years down the road, it's going to be just, Oh, it's, it's the giants Mm -hmm. and the commanders it's the Eagles and the commanders. It's, it's going to be like second nature. It's just, it's a very weird name. It's a lot of the same color scheme, just, you know, just a new name. Um, I mean, it sounds funny now, but it's you know, once we get into the thick of it, it's it's another football team, it's another football name, and we'll all
2: get used to it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably like the the Raiders moving from uh, what was it, Oakland to Los, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. No, well, Los Angeles well, initially to they were the they Oakland, were down. Oakland to
1: Los
2: Angeles, and then they moved back to, Al- to to Vegas,
1: back to Oakland, and now Vegas. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, and then it was like the Rams with the Rams, moving St. From, Louis.
1: From to Louis, St. Louis, Los to L.A. to Los Angeles, yep. yeah. The Arizona Cardinals used to be the Phoenix Cardinals, yeah. and We're there was the St. St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals back in the day. Mm-hmm. Everything all everything sounds weird when you first, like, okay, I used to call this the, the Chargers the San Diego Chargers. For the it, longest time, I used to call them the San Diego Char- Chargers, getting used to calling them the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Has been, it, it's been a, a process. It's just everything sounds weird when you first hear it because it's new. But, you know, after a couple of years of it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, now they're the Washington Commanders. Who cares?
2: Yeah, you know, we were just getting settled into the Washington football team. But, hey, you know, they had to find a name at some point.
1: Yeah, they had. I mean, I, this Washington football team just sounded so weird and so generic. And, uh, you know, the fan base wanted an actual name and a mascot and not. And, you know, I mean, I guess. Because I know, you know, some of the team names were uh, copyrighted. The, the I don't know if it was the Red Bulls or the Red Horn, so something red in it was was copyrighted by somebody. So they had a lot of obstacles to try to get the name. So mm-hmm. Commanders, I know it's for Commander in Chief because it's in Washington. I guess was their best bet, and they were able to agree on it. And now we're a month in, and that's that's their team
2: and it has it's come without with a lot of controversy unfortunately because what what's you know what's without controversy without that team i don't know it's been all it's been always like that for some reason
0: well at least cleveland baseball was able to figure out a name before they decided to change it the guardians
2: yeah hey, the guardians
1: I, uh, that's, that's another one too. I mean, and they and apparently some roller derby team in Cleveland. You know, they had to go to court over it and settle it. But I mean, you know, that, that it's it's weird too. Like, I hear the Guardians. I'm like, wait, what team is that? Oh, that's oh Cleveland. The that's right. I mean, yeah. it just, just sounds so weird. But it's <laughs> another a, another name for a team that it's, it's going to take us a while to get used to. And eventually, it's like, oh yeah, the Guardians. Uh, yeah, they're in Cleveland.
2: <laughs> yeah. Heading back to football a little bit. So what do you what do you think about the twenty twenty two Giants season? What do you expect? What do you want to see and why don't we talk about that a little bit?
1: Um what do I expect? I would hope that you expect expect to see improvement. Um like I said, the last five years, the Giants combined record is twenty two and sixty one. That's not very good. Um mm-hmm. it's one of the worst stretches from a franchise over the last five years with the Jets and you want to see improvement. Um, You know, week seven. I I, I was showing people back in uh, December, January, week 17, no, I'm sorry, week 18, because we have now 18 weeks in the schedule. There were literally, if there were 10,000 people in that stadium, of a a stadium that seats 85,000, you'd be lucky. You couldn't get people to pay $6 to go into MetLife Stadium to watch a four-win football team. Um, you would hope that people, at least the fan base, they want to see winning football. There was a point where, for the Giants, especially when they were winning Super Bowls under Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning, where eight and eight was a bad season, and yet yeah. eight and eight got the Giants into the playoffs. Yep. The fact that the Giants, and, and we can even go back even further to 2012 when they were nine and seven, and and then all of a sudden you saw. 7 and 9, 6 and 10. Tom Coughlin leave and then you see the 5 and 11s, the 4 and 12s, the 3 and 13s. That's not going to inspire a fan base to go and watch a football team. You're going to start to see the empty seats and the people starting to get angry over a free medium Pepsi promotion that fell flat on its face because in the end you shouldn't have to give out promotions to get people to come see your football team you should be able to you should put a good football product on the field and get people to come to your your stadium because you, you're going to get to see a good competitive football team like you guys did with your buffalo bills the buffalo bills how many years in a row did you have no playoffs now all of a sudden you're a game you're literally in the championship game one year and you're 13 seconds away from being in the AFC championship game another year you're at least seeing competitive football that's ending in playoff results and playoff wins and a lot of hope that's what you want your fan base to see so that's what the the Giants fan base is hoping for to see it around to see competitiveness if they go seven and ten You know, that at least shows that, you know, they went from four four and third, they went three more games than they did last year. They want to see competitiveness. I mean, even during the six and 10 year in 2020, of those 10 losses, a lot of those happened in the fourth quarter. So at least, you know, you're losing games, but you're competing toward the end. Last year, the Giants were getting blown out Mm -hmm. by no less than 10 or more points that's showing that you're not only you're losing but you're not even competing to try and win football games that's gonna definitely um detract the fan base from not only caring but going to the games as well so what the giants fan base wants to see effort that's the biggest thing that they want to see that there's being effort shown into making the team better and also some wins would definitely be nice for them because they want to care about winning football yeah
2: well absolutely cuz that division the AFC East is or no, AFC, AFC East. NFC East, excuse me is always always a questionable one it's no you can never predict who's going to win that until late in the season so it's usually most of the time wide open
1: Yeah, I mean, most years with the NFC East, I mean, every year, if you look at it, a a team winning two years in a row generally doesn't happen. Right. So one year, it's the Commanders, then it's the Eagles, then it's the Cowboys. The Giants haven't won it since 2011 when they won the Super Bowl. So every year, there's a chance that somebody else is going to win the division. Last Mm -hmm. year was the Cowboys. The year before that, it was, was then the football team, now the Commanders. The year before that, it was the Eagles. So every year there's a new team winning that division. So this year, hey, if you're if you're the Giants, if you can get everything straightened out, why not the Giants? Why yeah. not go for it? Because like I said, you could go from literally two and fourteen to being a playoff team if you have the right draft, if you have the right free agent signs, and if you have everything work well for you, and if you win your football games, you can easily turn it around. Because a rebuild, should not take four years. So this year, I mean hey, why not the Giants? But it also could be somebody else because, I mean, in that, from that, the Cowboys won the division and the Eagles made the playoffs. So there was at least two teams that made it into the playoffs this year. But, like I said, every year the goal is to win, obviously win as many games as you can and to could be for a championship. So that's obviously the goal for what the Giants need to do in 2022.
2: Absolutely. You, good? Tom, you go ahead.
0: All right. Go ahead. Uh, so... Let's take a step back from football. Let's get well. Let's get to know you, man. Let's uh, where where are you from? How did you get involved in in all this?
1: Um, so I am from New Jersey. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Jersey Shore on MTV. Uh, I grew up in that area where we do not fist pump unless it's really good music. Um, but I'm I'm from that that section of New Jersey. Um. When I was 12 years old, I mean I played basketball and I played football, but I decided one day that I wanted to be a sports a sports reporter. So I went to college for it and you know, I got my you know, my associates, I got my bachelor's and 18 years later working for, you know, various different media companies um, most recently working for USA Today, um, I wrote for Bleacher Report when they first started, before they got bought by Turner, and when they got bought by Turner, um, you know, it's just something I really wanted to do, uh, you know, every, you know, most kids at 12 years old want to be, when I was 12, they wanted to be Michael Jordan, I wanted to be the guy interviewing Michael Jordan, so... It was just something that I've really been passionate about and uh, I just continue to do and just, uh, you know, always look to get better at my craft and uh, I'm glad that I have my platform and, you know, having, having what I do on social media and, uh, you know, I feel fortunate that I've been able to do it for this long.
2: Yeah, that's definitely one of those things that – sports are a thing that have been around my life for a very long time and I do love sports. Sports is one of the favorite things to talk about, and it's like it's, it's just sports has been a big part of my life, and I'd love to do something like that at some point. It's just one of the cooler things to do.
1: I mean like for um, for any like for the, the people who you know have me on the podcast who are looking for to be you know looking for um, a chance to get into it, I always tell them all, just you know keep doing what you're doing, um, stick with it, just keep at it, continue to get better um continue to build your audience continue to grow your audience promote yourself i mean i i wrote you know back you know when i wrote for bleacher report in the very very beginning before they had you know the 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 fanfare and, and everything else they had i was promoting my own story and you know people were like oh who the hell is bleacher report nobody cares <laughs> until everybody knows who bleacher report is now but i mean you're not always work for that big you know that big company or you're basically you're doing like this you know you're trying to start up your own brand you're trying to start up your own show and it's like how do i build myself and really it's just i always i always tell everybody you know, just, just keep at it keep working um you know who, you never know the right person might be listening one day and all of a sudden you might catch that one break so yeah um just stick at it and uh you know i always i always am happy to you know help when i can and uh, because i was once that guy i was once that guy who did a radio show in college where 10 people in college listened and mm-hmm. you know it was frustrating but you know you still want to do it because you love it so
2: absolutely
1: it's just yeah so just like I said, if you're for anyone out there or for you guys you know just stick at it stick with it and if you love it it doesn't it's not work it's fun and just you know continue to grind and you disguise the, the limit for you absolutely yeah,
0: good. I'm good yeah alright one final question for you before we let you go um sure now this is your opinion but there's only one answer there's one right answer <laughs> okay alright how many NFL teams are from the state of New York <laughs> no you said it wrong yeah.
1: I know this because I'm from New Jersey and I know that the New York Giants and the New York Jets technically play their games in East Rutherford, New Jersey and that the Giants' headquarters is in East Rutherford and that the Jets' headquarters is in Florham Park, New Jersey and that the Buffalo Bills are really the only team that actually play their home games in Archer Park, New York. So the correct answer, by technicalities the Buffalo Bills are really the only team that play their home games in the state of New York.
0: Yes. Man, I've been waiting for – oh, Jesus. I've been waiting for someone from the Giants to
1: uh, admit, <laughs> say
0: something like that.
1: I mean, I, I get it. They're, they're, they're technically the New York Giants They once upon a time ago played in New York and that they play their games in New Jersey. But, I mean, yes. I mean, I, I'm from New Jersey. I'm an hour away from the stadium here in New Jersey – Yes, the the but Buffalo Bills actually are the team that play their home game oh, in man. the actual state of New York. I told you, it's it's just a it's a state of logistics and a state of, of just location. That's all it is. I mean, that's Love it. That, that is what it is. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, and the only reason I say that is because you can you can go on like you yourself could go on Twitter and put out a statement saying exactly what you just said. And more than likely majority of the comments that would show up on that tweet would be, but, but the New York giants, the New York jets, like. Oh, and
1: that's, and that's where somebody like me, who I I take that as an opportunity to educate a fan who maybe doesn't know that, you know, Hey, once upon a time ago, yes, the New York giants used to play, whether it be in the polo ground or whatever. but I mean, yes, they're, technically called the New York Giants because honestly calling them the New Jersey Giants and the New Jersey Jets just sounds awkward sounds weird and you're talking about a lot of changing and licensing and just it doesn't sound right it's just, it's been the New York Giants and the New York Jets for as long as I've I've been here and as long as the NFL has been around but, yeah, the, I mean, the Buffalo Bills are technically the, the one and only team who play their games in, in, in New York. And, I, I, you know, I, and in the last couple of days, I'm, I can put that out there and sure. we'll see what people say. And if All people right. want to argue with me, I'm welcome to the debate because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, if you stick to your if you stick with fact, you stick with the, the truth of it, you're not going to lose. You, you, you can't argue facts. Like, mm-hmm. it's your opinion, but if, if facts are facts, what are you going to do?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you put that out, I think I would definitely be in that comment section fighting. Um, yeah.
1: I, I, I'll do it in the next couple of days. I promise. I All will. right. I, 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 I don't know what day I'll do it, but, you know, mm-hmm. given given everything that's going on in sports, with trades, with free agency, with everything, at some point I will, I will remember this conversation and I will remember that the Buffalo Bills are the actual New York team. <laughs> And that the Giants and the Jets are actually New Jersey team.
0: Well, and you know, you think about it and you look at the the name, the New Jersey Jets. It works for the Jets, but the Giants, it's it's not
1: right. New Jersey Jets. Oh, it, right. it, it sounds weird because they've been New York Giants and the New York Jets for as long as we've all been around. Yep. Um, plus, I mean, back in the 80s, I mean, I, I, I'm remembering this right. The USFL had the New Jersey Generals, so... They, you know, they just, and I know the, and I know the USFL is coming back. Plus, I mean, it's just, I mean, you're talking about two franchises that have been around. I mean, the Giants have been around since the 20s, and the Jets have been around at least since the 60s, since they won Super Bowl three. So, I mean, you're talking about two franchises that have been called those things for at least one's been called that for over 100 years, and one's been at least for, you know, 60s plus years. So, I mean, to have to call them something else, just, it, it's, uh, to me, it sounds awkward, and it just doesn't sound like the right team to be called that. So, but yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. You know, they are they, they are they play where they are. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know that that brings up a good point though. Is uh, have you heard about the lawsuit? I'm sure
1: I have, but refresh my memory.
0: So I believe this guy was from New York City. He's suing both the Jets and the Giants organizations for $2 billion each for false advertising. Wow. Claiming that the money has, falsely been, has been falsely going to the wrong city, uh, which has been using their name. Because the, because the Jets and the Giants play in East Rutherford, the money based off the name is actually going to the city of East Rutherford rather than New York City
1: that's that's 2022 in a nutshell i mean like do we have anything else better to do than to have to sue professional football franchises over technicality of names i mean i guess so. i i i can imagine that how that law is gonna go but <laughs> oh my goodness what is it we've become a very sue happy country and that's just i mean it's not surprising but I, I i i can only imagine how quick that lawsuit's gonna last for that guy Mm-hmm. oh
0: yeah I'm not even sure if it made it to court. I remember seeing the original news article and I hadn't heard a single thing about it after the fact.
1: There you go. If it did get dismissed yet, I'm, I'm guessing it eventually will very quickly.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's that's everything we got for you. So thank you for, for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Not a problem. Uh, it was good to
1: talk to you guys. And, uh, you know, down the road, if you guys need another guest, let me know and uh, we can plan around. All
0: right. Great. Thank you.
1: All right, guys, have a good night. Yeah, What's
0: you up? too. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Try to... Still recording, by the way. Oh, uh, I shitted. God damn it, I can't end the fucking space because my phone's stupid. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to The Sports Commute. Check us out on Instagram at the underscore sports, underscore commute. Check us out on YouTube at the sports commute. Check us out on TikTok at commute. Check us out on Twitter at the__sportscom. Check out Travis Butt, The Real New York Hype House, Randy the Plumber, and WKRPC-TV. And, uh... Bye. Bye. <laughs>